And we're also so excited to have our guest in studio this morning. Marsha is the first black female to be a franchise executive at Barlow World, representing Ford and Mazda. This is a first for the organization in the entire motor history of South Africa. She joined the motor industry in 1997 as a trainee at Barlow Truck Hire in Cleveland, now known as Avis Barlow World Truck Rental. Mm. Marsha worked her way up to management level and obtained her qualification on road transport from the then Ron. Afrikaans Universiteit dus rau rau after 10 years of employment with Avis, Marsha decided to explore the motor industry even further by venturing into the car rental space. So during her journey to conquer the motor industry, she was given an opportunity to study a business management court at the Gordon Institute of Business Science Program for Management Development. And now she's here. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, Lebo, before you continue, ne, <laughs> yeah. I just want to know, Hori, uh, how how do I address uh, Osmasha, Gokmasha, Sere? You understand? Because <laughs> you know, we can brush you with all the compliments, but, you know, reading all of this, man, I mean, it's crazy. At all these times, you know, she went from being an employee to being a boss. And it happened at a time where South Africa had just come out of a very crucial time for mm. us. And even the universe, the varsity that she was in, you're surrounded yes. by... You understand? By fire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Masha, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Rilebo Gilen. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jup Jup. No, Angie. say good morning, Jup Lama Sweet. Jup Lama Sweet. And don't be the cocoa. No cocoa for the name of the I know. And I was about to say, I was going to phone going again. I need to ask you, I need to oprash. Yeah, boy. No, You've been away for a long time. <laughs> you, you know, Marcia, I'm thinking to myself, men like to think her women know nothing about cars. Yes. You know, they, they're just like, I man, whenever you're stuck, they're like, I want to sell a petrol. They just yes. assume we didn't even do the basics. But here you are representing. Tell us how you got interested in the car industry. Thank you. Um, good morning to, to everybody and the Metro FM listeners. Thank you for the opportunity, and it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Um, my my journey in the motor industry, Rilebochile, was just by pure coincidence. Mm. Um, I was minding my own business, studying my BA law at Wits University, and, um, and then life happened. Mm. And uh, my mom passed away, and all of a sudden, I had these two young siblings to look after, mm. and I needed to find employment. And off I went on this journey. Mm. And um, geez, the doors were, were re- pretty much closed. No mm-hmm. experience, um, no degree, no particular qualification. And my journey led me to knock on Barlow World's door. It's, mm. it's actually ironic. It's my second time working for Barlow World. That's Barmot Truck is Barlow's. Mm. So, so I knocked on their door and without any experience, just, just this young, desperate um girl looking for an opportunity and I think mine was a pity appointment. Um, <laughs> ah, pity appointment. That's what I, I ach promise shame, you. Ach they, they were ach shame. Mm. And you know they said to me, okay, listen, you've got no experience. We like you. Um, you've got to drive but you've got to prepare to come in here and do anything and mm. everything we ask you to. Mm. So one day you'll be a receptionist, tomorrow you'll be a driver, the next day you'll be a typist, you'll be in operations. Mm. I was pretty much a gopher. Yeah. 
And um, what really made me take the position is that I had these two younger sisters and they were still at school. Mm. And the ladies that employed me, that's another thing. I got my lucky break through two women, Sharon and Corinne Cooper. Wow. And, and they gave me a company car. Oh. And and that I needed in yeah. terms of shuttling and, and, and the responsibility of raising these two girls. And it chose me. The motor industry chose me. And I very quickly realized that I was not a common denominator mm-hmm. here. It was mm-hmm. 1997. Here's this young black girl coming into this environment. And I thought, you know what? I'm a necessary distractor in this industry. Yes. Therefore, I've stayed. And 22 years later, the rest is history. Do you still find yourself being the only one who looks like you at your level? You know, because at that time, it was a huge deal. But we still have women, we have young black people who complain that they're not being represented uh, represented at decision-making levels in businesses. I think with my recent appointment of franchise executive is exactly that. There's still a whole lot of just me at, at, at the various levels. So my, my new boss, uh, Mr. Kamukhelo Mutlana, when he interviewed me about a month ago, he shook my hand and said the torchbearer of many firsts. Mm. I think he actually gave me the title to my book. So for every journey and every level of, of, of position and responsibility I've held, I've been the first black female. Hmm. But what is what I've what I love and and jup 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 lama sweet. Correct. <laughs> Coming back to you. Correct. <laughs> Guys, I can't do it. Coming with back to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of a sudden I'm being called Osmasha. Mm. I I started at the age of 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I've got these young ladies and gentlemen coming into our environment mm. who are now calling me Osmasha. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And, and and it's such a it's great to see how the motor industry has evolved. It's shifting. It is definitely shifting and, and it's awesome for me to be a part of it. Mm. I'm I'm very passionate about the youth that's coming into our business. I believe that um Jubla Masuiti said earlier on that he's living his purpose. Yeah. Mm. And and for me it's no longer about a career anymore. Mm. Yeah. It's about purpose. Yeah. Um, I have a saying that says my legacy should be I made it better than when I found it. Absolutely. So I make time for these young people. Nice. Mm. They call me when they go for interviews, etc. Mm. So, yes. Okay, sister, tell me, mm. what, what was the hardest thing that you had to adjust to, uh, um, you know, in this industry of yours? Like, how did you, I mean, I'm sure you had to adjust really quickly, you know, being a female, having to do it. And by the way, the calling of Okoko or whatever, whatever, all of that, I mean, I come from a place where it's not even about how you look or the age that you look. Mm. It's authority. There's levels to this. At the level that you are right now, not you've been in the game for like 40 years already. Ali. So it's all about <laughs> So, <laughs> le, 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 so, le. so you've, earned, you've earned your stripes. I mean, it's just authority and respect. So Thank you. H- how did you have to adjust? What was the hardest thing you had to deal with? Before we get to that, because yes. we do need to pay some bills. Yes. Yes. You're going to remember what he asked you. Mm. And, and I know I get you need to potter him as well. <laughs> and then you're going to answer the question. We're hanging out with our Motivation Monday guest, Franchise Executive Marsha Mayaba. Give us a call 089-110-377 or find us on Twitter, hashtag MetroFMBreakfast. Maybe there's something you'd like to ask her. You're a young woman. You're trying to get into the motor industry and maybe she can provide an opportunity. Yeah. Hashtag Metro FM Breakfast at Metro FM says where you can find us on Twitter. We are hanging out with uh, our guest co-host for this morning. 
I still will call him Ntaide. We'll we'll argue later between ourselves and our ancestors. But the important guest for this morning, franchise executive Marsha Mayaba. Now, Mm -hmm. before we had to go to uh, break and traffic, Mm -hmm. you had some disciplining you needed to do and a question to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again. Say that again. No, no, no. I actually, I actually understand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am definitely, um, I'm 45 years old, by mm. the way, um, this month. So from, from a respect level that you say you're coming from, thank you so much. I'm humbled by that and I appreciate it. Okay. One of the biggest challenges, and it continues till today, it's, it's the fact that can you or can't you do the job? Mm. Mm. I sat with one of our senior executives last week and um, he was giving me feedback on the engagements that he's made with various people about my appointment. Yeah. And um, the, f- the first thing he said is that people are saying to him, do you think she can do it? She's a mm. woman. Mm. And it's 2019, mm. ladies and gentlemen. But that's the reality. So first and foremost, you come in as a woman and the trust factor that you can do the job is is questionable. Mm. But I've always said, um, I, I never stand on on rooftops and scream and shout what my abilities and capabilities are. Wow. I work very hard. And in working very hard, I present and create opportunities for people to train and develop. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm very proud of that. I've always said any dealership that I've worked at, if I work there and I leave and have not given somebody an opportunity, whether it's management training or even at lower levels, the NQF business training for our drivers, our technicians, then I will have failed as an ambassador for the motor industry. Mm. So your work speaks for itself. Yeah. So I've pretty much shut up, stuck to my own lane, not listened to the noise of what's happening next door, behind, front, and and just did what I do best. Mm. And that's to work hard. And And that's the only way and and that hustle continues and that journey continues even now there's naysayers with with my position now but it's okay Mm. Um, I'm going to work hard and and my recipe has not failed me over 22 years and I'm just somebody said to me be you Marsha I feel like you're talking directly to me (laughs) yeah (laughs) with everything you're saying yeah I actually, we were speaking earlier on about uh, youth unemployment, yes. and we know the scourge of youth unemployment yes. in this country. You went into the motor industry not having planned that this yes. is the career that I want for myself. Yes. Something came your way, something that a lot of people will look down upon, yet you accepted that. Mm. I want you to talk to the youth that figure that there are jobs that are beneath them. Mm. 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 Sure, Angie. Deep. So we have got these young management trainees that we have given opportunities to at Baller World. Mm. And and they come in on, 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 a, on a stronger footing because they've got a qualification. Yeah. But the minute they enter our environment, the expectation is, I have now got this qualification, mm. therefore I am ready to assume a senior management role. True. And and that's exactly it. And I think no better person can mentor and coach these young people because that's where I come from. Mm. So sitting them down and pretty much breaking it down for them to say, this is where it starts. This is what it looks like. You are much more fortunate. You will not wait till you're 45 to be a franchise executive. Mm, mm. You might actually get there by the age of 28. Yeah. But... 
This is the base. Mm. So talking about youth unemployment, one of the things that I've, I'm trying to reach out to, to Mr. Banyaza Lusufi, uh, MEC for Gauteng Education, not because he is Banyaza, because I share a work ethic with him. Mm. The dedication and the commitment and the servant leadership that comes with that man. I want to start going into the schools at very, very young age. Okay, mm. People know there's a motor industry. These young kids love cars. Yes. But how the whole industry hangs together, they've got no idea. Mm. To them, it's like, okay, one day I'm just going to walk into a dealership and buy a car. Yeah. Mm. But it's bigger than that. Mm. I mean, the motor industry contributes, I think it's in the top five of the GDP mm. of the country. So there's opportunity, there's career, and I want to reach out and start talking to them. You know, Marsha, when we <coughs> come back after news, um, I, I really want to talk about the fact that they pretty much zilch black dealership owners in this country, let alone to say female. And I think that's something we need to talk about because we talk about this idea of support one another when you just saw your fancy car that you want. And, and in the spirit of Ubuntu support, you never think to ask, and like, whose dealership is this? Because the yes. salesperson that comes forward might be a black person, for example. But that's something I definitely want to chat to you about when we come back. Jub Jub, you know what you need to do? You're here to work. So where are we going? Don't <laughs> again. I'm fine. I'm fine. Because Sister Mfana, she's just, you know, it's just so amazing, man. It's amazing to see and hear what she had to say. And it's funny because I've been surrounded by a whole lot of black women doing big things, you know, and I'm just really touched. So I skis and emotional and you take me through. Oh, we take, I'm taking, t- Angie, you should take <laughs> us to the news. <laughs> Angie, you take us to the news. Raleva oh, has got the news. I've got the sport. Alala. Be- before we went um, to our break, I mean, we're talking about the lack of dealer owners. Yeah. Black dealer owners, and I heard there are a few thousand dealerships mm. in the country, and talking all brands, but only three of them are owned mm. by black people. Mm. Two of them by one black man, mm. and the other one by a black man. Yes. Are you going to be the first black ring sister? You know, Metro FM has that tagline that says, um, What's next mm. is all that matters. Mm. And I remember going to the awards two, three years ago, and that's when you launched the tagline. And I've resonated with it mm. since then. So, yes, and, and I think you're referring to Mr. Stephen Nale, who owns the Ford, the Ford and the BMW dealership in, mm. in, in uh, Newtown. Mr. Clarence Mgadi is in the Eastern Cape. Mm. And we also have a team um, in Polokwane that have also got um, their own ownership. But yes, Rile Bukhile, it in 2011, when I was appointed as the first black female dealer principal in the country, I started inquiring with, with the manufacturer that, that had appointed me. And um, I started asking, what are we doing about ownership? And I still remember looking at these faces and they, it was like I was talking Greek. I said, listen, Marsha, we're still busy with appointments pretty much at line management level, dealer principal level. You're talking ownership. Mm. So it's 2019 mm. and it hasn't happened as yet. So, um, yes, from a, there's thousands, like you say, but none of which are black, female. In fact, female owned, irrespective <coughs> of race. I know of none. What do you need, though, to open? I mean, give us the realities of what, how much opening a dealership costs, because maybe the issue is that gap of... yes. Financing for no, the attitude and I because the attitude and I you can't be with her in a relationship what? because she can easily, you know, having a woman like woman is dangerous, <laughs> it's very, very dangerous. No, I mean, I can't handle 
I can't see you. <laughs> no, yes, she, 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 I mean, how do you get settled down with the women that are such a go-getter, you know, that can tell you, whether you like it or not. I yeah, mean, you still true, had that really. attitude, yeah. even if as a woman, I'm still going to continue. So that's that attitude answering your question. Lebs, <laughs> so, 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 so many problems here. <laughs> Coming back to purpose. If you've got purpose, you don't need to be driven. Mm. You you drive towards what you want to achieve. Mm. So um, coming back to your relabukhile, the the investment you're looking at anything depending on brand. Mm. You're looking at probably anything from a minimum of fifteen to twenty million, mm. right up to hundred million. Mm. Um, the reality of the matter is that as a black female, I don't have that investment capital. That's the reality. But in terms of who I am and my DNA, and I think I've earned my stripes in the last 22 years, I've got the ability and the capability, make no mistake. Mm. So the, the, the model is that one of a franchise or franchisee agreement. Mm. So you bring the capital, the OEM, which is the original equipment manufacturer in this instance, um, they say, okay, we're looking to give you the opportunity. But uh, the barriers of entry there, it's, that's another discussion on its own. So in essence, if Jub Jub Otsura that 2200 million, he no. can come through and hook you up. Hence, I say it's another discussion on its own. Mm. It's not as simple as that, even mm. with the investment capital that you potentially have. Mm. So I'll come back for that one. Mm. So, what would you then say to the young ladies who are thinking of getting into the motor vehicle industry where everybody's saying, don't do it, it's not for you, um, there's not enough women? X, Y, and Z. I say that's absolute hogwash. Mm. Honestly. Your ninga nkoshi. So I don't think hogwash is a swear word. It's a very polite Thank word, you. actually. No, there, there, there's no there's no truth. There's no fact to it, Rilebukhile. There's place for women in the motor industry. Uh, we certainly can make money the same way our male counterparts can. We bring a humanness to it. We bring creativity to it. We bring a completely different element to it. So I'd, I'm, I'm, I'm the epitome of that. And my purpose is to talk to the young women, mm. to, irrespective of race, by the way, to say to them, um, I'm Marsha. I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. I've got time. I will mentor you. I'll coach you. So there's just no merit to that statement whatsoever. And I read somewhere, I, I must pull it up before people say I'm lying, mm. that female executives actually either save more money or bring in more money because we're detail-oriented. It's true. And that's the model. The model is that you have to generate income and spend as, as much as possible in order to be profitable for the stakeholders. No, why am I getting off? Why am I getting off? I get into bosses, like it all But I mean, I'm seven moon to me. Because Mama Papa was a foreigner in your balanda, Mama Bachon. I'm a boss. I'm a boss, I'm a CEO and execs. When they've got money, by a spender, that's why it's balanda. Women that are bosses, they take the money, they save, they invest. Mm. Even if they have to go out and take care of the kids, they don't spend that much. Yeah, ice cream in my manager, good to know. So take ice cream, you're seven ninety nine. Yang take eight run twenty. Tina, I'm a cheater. For your time, I'm a partner. I'm a nigga. That's why I'm a so. My big ups. My partner, I can't guys. Guys, do you want to exchange numbers offline? No, definitely, we are going to. Oh. We are going to. Okay, can I take us to the break so you can exchange? No yes, problem, Masito. All right, you. all right. Pay, tell her, pay.
To all the female dealer principals and line managers in the motor industry, thank you so much for your support. I'm out here looking out for you. Reach out to me, marcia.mayaba at bwmr.co.za. Thank you, Metro FM. Thank you, Zama. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's it from us. We will be back tomorrow, 5 a.m. Metro FM Breakfast. Ayob.